Hi, this is Ian Sinclair, the voice of Space Dandy and other people. You're listening to Byte. Good job. Welcome back to another episode of Button Mash, everybody. This is your new Ed Board speaking. I am CJ Streetman, the new managing editor of Byte, and with me I have... Your humble editor-in-chief, Courtney Tuckman. Otherwise known as The Boss. And I'm still the creative director, Megan Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> so since we kind of maybe sort of lost a few podcasts before, we figured now's a good time to talk about what it's like to get back into the swing of things to be the editors of Byte. So, what have we been dealing with? Too much. Struggle. The, um, we had an absolute adventure with the website over the summer Ugh. with um, our website suddenly turning into a forum about Pokemon. Nintendo, that had, general Nintendo. There was a lot of Pokemon stuff. I'm going to say it was Pokemon and Friends. It was... It was, a, it was a it site. It was blasphemy. <laughs> it, it sure was a site. And otherwise, we're just trying to get the website switched over. But honestly, the sheer amount of excitement I've seen people coming in with this year, I cannot wait until we can get started. Yeah, it's exciting. But I'm also just, like, dead. Because, like, ugh. Every, like, like, we were starting to get, so, like, all, like, our posts started to get, like, Pretty decent amount of attention. Like, they were getting more and more views. We were consistently getting some kind of recognition from creators. Yeah, and then we lost, like, all those posts that started getting views, like... I'm really disappointed we lost, like, we lost all of the Women's History Month. We lost the, um, what is it, Marinette? Yeah, yeah, because that one one was one that really blew up. I had written that one, and then I guess somebody must have sent it to the creator, because I don't think I tagged him or anything, and then when I posted on Twitter... And then he posted it, and it got a lot of attention from a few, like, Miraculous Ladybug, ugh, Ladybug blogs and Twitter. And it was really, like, cool to see, and, you know, that started getting attention. And then we had, like, a lot of podcasts with uh, voice actors and actresses that got, like, attention. And it's just like, oh, okay, those are kind of, well, the podcasts are still alive on SoundCloud, but yeah. they're they're no longer on our website, and we ha- we look like we've been dead. And it's really sad. We look like we've been dead since late March, yeah. Oh, no, early March, March 1st. Sorry. I think the saddest part is that we lost top 10 dogs in video games. The most important. Dog from Silent Hill 2, the most important dog. But you can't forget my incredible editions of Snoop Dogg. I thought that was Dalton. No, I made that graphic, dude. He, He mentioned it. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll go through that in there somewhere. Oh, no, he's the one who wrote the bit on Snoop Dogg from Death Jam in the thing. And Dog the Bounty Hunter was in there, except it was behind every single layer, so it's like it's in the PSD file. But It's it's... like in the soul of the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Dog the Bounty Hunter. It was was some guy with the name Dog in his name. I don't remember. It's been... Can we talk about the state of our culture where we're mixed up by the sheer number of people named Dog? (laughs) I mean, is it really a bad problem to have? People used to call me Sea Dog. That's really funny, and I want to hear why. I'm not really sure. He was, like, way more popular than me, and so I was kind of odd that he was talking to me and be like, hey, can I call you Sea Dog? And I'd just be like, whatever you want to call me. (laughs) 
As long as you're talking to me. <laughs> oh my god, that's pretty. He good. was dazzling. <laughs> <laughs> oh CG, I missed your laugh. Oh, we're, we're making a full comeback to Sea Dog this year. I, I'm, oh, I guarantee no. it. Or are we not popular enough? <laughs> I, I, I'd say the nicknames I had back in middle school, but I also don't want people calling me those again because I want those to remain firmly in my hellish past. Hey, Duffy, if I promise not to call you them, can I know later after yeah, the podcast? I'm not going to talk whenever it's recording because I don't want those out there again. Like, they weren't ever bad, but it's just like, ugh. I like to bury middle school back in the past because you guys didn't know me back then. You guys met me in college. But I was very. I'm pretty sure I don't know you now. Yeah, that's true. I'm a mystery to everybody, including myself. But um, bite. It's a mystery. <laughs> uh, but I really liked the killers. I still really like the killers. But Who doesn't I doesn't like the killers. Exactly. If, like heretics don't like the killers. Nearly dropped enough bomb there. Caught myself. Um, but so. I really liked the killers. You know how thirteen-year-olds tend to have that thing that they're really obsessed with. Sailor Moon. Yeah. Thirteen-year-olds, huh? This thirteen-year-old. <laughs> the killers were that. I just me. meant also up to twenty-year-olds. Yeah. Like couple that also with like I had just like moved when I had been twelve. Wait. Yes, twelve. Sorry, forget if it was eleven or twelve. It was twelve. I was in sixth grade. I'd moved from uh, Arkansas to Indiana. Don't do that when you're a child. It sucks. But, um, like, I latched on the killers, and, like, the killers were all I ever talked about. Oh, my God. I could tell you every single fact about, like, whatever piece of clothing Brandon Flowers was wearing that day. And, oh, it was... Like, like listening to the killers now is, like, this weird mix of, like, their music is great, and Brandon Flowers is still, like, my ultimate celebrity crush. Except maybe Ben Affleck. Um... There it is. Um, but um, jeez, oh, uh, I all right to derail slightly Great from noises. whatever Great noises, noises are coming out of you. <laughs> what are y'all excited about at Bite this year? <laughs> uh, okay, me. Um, uh, I am excited for so much. I really am excited for us to do more events. We're going to have Bite to the Death. This semester, which is going to be awesome, this gigantic gaming throwdown <laughs> and uh, cool prizes and such, um, we're probably going to do the homecoming parade where you'll get to see us nerds walk a lot. Isn't that a sight? Nerds, like, walking for an extended amount of time. <laughs> Take I think pictures. We could talk, I think we could talk about that in uh, our Cryptozoology podcast. Uh-huh. It's so rare. We're unicorns. Um, oh, I just now got the joke. I'm sorry. Oh, my God, Duffy. <laughs> um, and, you know, the new website that oh, we're going to get up. Please. I'm so excited for that. In and case you <laughs> can't see, we're all praying right now just for the new website. I, I just... I just want mobile-friendly website because a lot of our viewers are on mobile and our website is a pile of poo, which I'm assuming you'd know if you're listening to this because I'd hope you go to the Byte website, bytebsu.com. Yeah, but also for sure once we get our new theme up, we are going to be mobile-friendly, so that's pretty awesome. And I guess anybody who's like listening to this on the Byte site right now is probably on the new theme because we can't post anything right now. That's what I'm excited about. I'm excited to be able to post things again. Yeah. I just... There's so much content I wanted to do over the summer, 
that I couldn't do. Like, I want to do, like, a feature about, like, the problem with Kickstarter games and, like, why they ultimately end up being really bad. Like, this was in the time of uh, Mighty Number no. 9 coming out. And I couldn't do it. Yeah, that would be such a good piece in the grander scheme of hype culture, especially we could return to that now with yeah. stuff like No Man's Sky yeah. coming out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> the biggest thing that I think I'm excited about is... um. I, don't know, I miss doing podcasts like these, so I'm really excited about uh, Byte's Top 10 Albums of the Year podcast that we're going to do around December again, because that was so fun last year. But, Too bad Jake isn't here. I know. Seriously, last last time, there was like a life moment during that podcast for me, and that was when I introduced Jake to a band he liked, which... that's like teaching Stephen Hawking some physics. (laughs) Like, you straight up, if you've heard of a band Jake doesn't know, it's probably bad. So introducing him to a good band, it's just, it's heartwarming. Yeah. I fed off that. (laughs) Yeah, I would never be able to do that podcast. Like, like the crap I listen to is, like, this band called Michelangelo and the Black Sea Gentlemen. Is that that, uh folk punk seagrass uh, no no that's that, that's that's graveyard train oh, they're right. also australian um they play the hammer and chains which is top tier but no these are a bunch of like middle-aged like australian dudes who pretend they're like eastern european men and like their latest album was a great album but Wait, can i re- pull back for a sec <laughs> is yeah. the hammer and chains an event or are you talking about people hitting chains with a hammer <laughs> hitting chains with a hammer it's their percussion well they have drums now but in their first two albums their only percussion was the hammer and chains. Dude, it's just, oh, it's cool. so aesthetic. I feel. You are such a hipster, and that does sound cool. It's so good. I have to play them for you. Oh, God. I oh, I love them stop so much. Just devel- stop just devolving into noises. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. It's just how you express feelings on good music. Oh. <laughs> So aside from just the bite-centered <laughs> stuff, I think we're also all hype after going through the summer of Gamescom, of E3, of um, there was another show that I'm just completely blanking on. What kind of stuff, what kind of media stuff are you guys excited about in this coming year? I'm excited for Nintendo to tell us what the NX is. Oh my god, please. I thought they told us, air quotes? No. Um, there's just been like so many rumors, though. I, th- I think like just recently there was a rumor about... The NX that was going, some rumor that there was going to be motion controls. Yeah, again. yeah, that was, uh, I think Emily Rogers said that. Um, she has re- reliably leaked a lot of information about Nintendo before, like even a direct. Um, I think that was who leaked that. Um, but yeah, there's been a lot of like rumors floating around. Like, I think, like, in her leak, she was like, it's going to be 6.5 inches screen. So okay, so it's confirmed to- handheld. Yeah, so God, it's... God, I hope that doesn't have motion control. Uh, the detachable controllers are said to be kind of like the Wii controllers. Like, you can use them, like, for, like, some motion control and, like, some vibration thing. But uh, 720p handheld screen, hopefully whenever it's being used as a des- desktop... Oh, God. Console, it will be 1080p. But um, even 720p is going to be a massive step up from the 3DS right now, which is, I think, 360p? I am so confused by apparently what the NX is supposed to be based on what you've just said at me. Okay, so the reliable rumors right now have come from 
I forget the site. I want to say GameStop, but that's not right. Games Radar? No. Eurogamer. Eurogamer. Sorry. Mm. Um, it is a handheld console combo. Um, the handheld, or maybe the entire console, is, is um, powered by the NVIDIA. Let me just let me pull up my phone so I'm not spouting nonsense right now. Um, but reliably, what we can know right now from rumors that have been corroborated by a few different sources... Handheld console uh, combo. So does that just mean it's a handheld with like an HDMI out? Um, no, there's a console aspect of it, but then the handheld part, um, it's powered by cartridges. Uh-huh. Because I guess they've sol- they've solved the the um, space issue, and you know I was listening to the No yesterday talking about this, and Ashley Jenkins made a really good point. Like, you guys remember, you know, uh, disc players. Yeah, like CD players and how terrible it was to walk around playing those. Oh no, I looked so dope with my Walkman. <laughs> but you remember how bad it was to walk around with the CD, like it like skip and everything. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of like why she was happy for the cartridge. I'm like, yeah, I agree with that because I don't want my game skipping around while I'm playing it when I'm walking around or playing it. I don't know. I would say that I've never faced that kind of an issue with like um the PSP. But doesn't it have like doesn't the PSP have that like case thing around the disc mm-hmm. yeah that may be that may help with that problem i don't know it's been 10 years i mean i would assume it helped with that problem i'm just saying that there are easy solutions and yeah. discs are better for storage usually uh cartridges apparently are now getting are a lot we better. actually getting there yeah okay yeah i'm excited for cartridges yeah. i mean it's nostalgic it's nostalgic but are we still going to be in the age of only ever having three save slots on anything maybe no none? i think because that's the issue i always have with nintendo games it's like Every Nintendo game is a game that I just want to replay every once in a while. And it's like, but do I hate my old save enough to just get rid of it? <laughs> I have had to do such in the past. It's every always Pokemon game. really hard. Yeah. Every Pokemon yeah. game. It's like, I want to play Pokemon again. I wish there was a new game plus in Pokemon for that. Yeah. For me, that was Animal Crossing. Okay, so I'm on Eurogamer right now yep. about the latest rumors. Um so I'm just going to read this article a little bit. It's a uh, Eurogamer. It's the first thing that pops up in Google and Nintendo NX. Uh, the NX's detachable controllers will have a couple hidden tricks inside them, according to a new report. So last month, Eurogamer published word about the new console. I can open that up in a sec and read what those rumors are. But hopefully, if you're listening to this, you've heard those rumors already. Um, let me just kind of skip around on this. I'll be the first to say I'm not like a Super Nintendo person, and that's why I'm ill-informed. But both the people, both of the other people here, are Super Nintendo people. I love Nintendo so much. Um, So the controllers are clipped to both sides of the um, of the handheld screen, so they're detachable controllers. So like, imagine if you're like playing on your phone, and like you have controllers attached. It's like boop. Now I can play motion controls. I'm making hand motions. I don't know why, because this is an audio podcast and nobody can see those. So they will both have CJ's face right now. Wii style just... motion sensors and high tech vibration, and it will allow the, that vibration will allow for multiple levels of feedback depending on what the user is doing in game. So, like you know, t- typical controller stuff. This sounds like it has so many different things all mashed together that if it was sentient, it would be begging for you to kill it. I trust Nintendo. I don't. I do. (laughs) I would love to trust Nintendo like I used to, but man. No more sweet naivety. Mm. I mean, honestly, though, like the Wii U controller, like the gamepad's comfortable to hold. 
Like it, I I like playing on the gamepad. I have faith. Me too. In, like that must actually be like the only controller that's better for smaller hands, then, because that thing is the most uncomfortable thing yeah. in the world to hold for me. I I like holding it. It it, it fits comfortably in my hand. So it's like I see a lot of people talking about uh, why they think that the NX controller is gonna be bad or like obnoxious to hold, but um. You know, I remember seeing that about the Wii U, and then I got the Wii U, and I'm like, oh, wait, no, this is P-Chill. I like this. Wait, so if this thing is supposed to be a portable console with detachable controllers on the side that mm. feasibly are supposed to fit in human hands, what are you supposed to do with it in your pocket? I have no idea, man. Don't bring the controllers? I mean, yeah, I think Apparently it's, that's the game. I mean, I think it's going to be, like, uh, iPad size. Maybe smaller than an iPad. Okay, that completely changes how I'm envisioning this thing. Okay. Oh, see, I'm I'm imagining kind of similar to a tablet. Um, I kind of wish Nintendo would just like next month give next a month. console oh. and give us like a nice controller. I mean, and to just be, fair, be done with we it. We have the Wii U Pro controllers, and those are I like I like those. And we'll probably get something similar with the NX. Um, next month, we'll finally, finally, hopefully, see what the NX actually is. Put a qualm to some of these rumors. Because there have been some pretty crazy NX rumors. Like like that one fake f- garbage Photoshop yeah. thing we saw yeah, ages yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that wasn't Photoshop. That was somebody made a fake controller. I thought the images on the controller were Photoshopped. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, sorry. Um, but it's like, you know, we'll finally get that. Like, there was there were rumors, like, about the cloud. Like, like the consoles would all connect to each other via the cloud. And, like, you'd get higher gaming capabilities depending on that. I don't know if that's been Wait, are we talking enough. about cloud computing here, not just cloud saving? Yeah. Oh, that's... I would love to see that in a console because we've been promised that for so long. Yeah, Like, so... Crackdown coming up is supposed to have that, but, I mean... That ghosted. I haven't heard about that in months. Yeah, but I, I don't know if that's been qualmed or not, but there had been a big rumor a couple of months back, March, February. I don't Good old for March. Yeah, but, um, you know, there have just been a crap ton of rumors floating around. Um, but I am cautiously optimistic. I've never really had a problem with the Nintendo console before. I've enjoyed the Wii U. It has its problems. Namely, a lack of games. If Nintendo can <laughs> nail, if Nintendo can nail down third-party support, that's not shovelware. Well, I mean, the fact is, they hate third-party developers. But I they think, actively try to make it terrible for them. But I think uh, from rumors again that I've been hearing around, like Nintendo's trying to do better at that. Um, Reggie Fisame, Fisame, um, he was talking about like how Nintendo is trying to do better with the NX. How like, he's acknowledged the problems with Wii U. Which is not something you hear a lot from big companies about their consoles. Yep. So, you know, I appreciate that. I think Nintendo's trying to do better. I have faith in them. I love Nintendo dearly. I mean, arguably, you don't hear that many, like, huge things on their consoles because, like, there's never problems as huge as it doesn't have games on it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh... Freaking Sony always ha- had to apologize for how terrible their networking was. Yeah. Xbox has been apologizing for upward for about ten years at this point for how terrible the Kinect is, but neither of those problems are as big as we didn't let people make games for our game system. To be fair, the Vita doesn't have many games, and the PS. True, but I forgot the Vita existed until this second. Yeah, <laughs> and um, 
the PS4 had problems with not having a lot of games in the beginning. I remember, but granted, it turned that. Around. I thought that was. I thought that they was had, a struggle. They didn't have a lot of exclusives. Exclusives, that's but what they had about. most of the marketing deals with yeah. most games. Okay. Like they got COD now. They got Destiny now. They yeah. they have somehow turned that around on Microsoft. Yeah. Microsoft really failed in this generation on that. Yeah. So let's 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 get a prayer circle going on about the we uh, the NX. Just some, some news. news, something confirmed in lockdown. Yeah. So in this upcoming month, I think in September, we're gonna start getting some news on that. So we can we can hope. I think so. Let's. Oh, please. I think, like, Pokemon's supposed to be a la- launch title. Like, some type of Pokemon game is going to be a oh, launch Oh, okay. Show. I thought you were talking about Sun and Moon, and I was like, well, it's, I it's, it's going to be so. it's going to be Game Freak creating it, and they don't usually create spinoffs. So that's why people are thinking, is this going to be, like, a Sun and Moon thing or, like, a new Pokemon game or what's going It's on? actually just Pokemon Pinball 2, though. <laughs> the best Oh, my God. Game. I just played that the game over the summer. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> But yes. Yeah, Pokemon Pinball was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think I had that for the Game Boy. It was top tier. It was the color, I think, right? Yeah, Game Boy color. So what are you excited about this coming year, Courtney? Pretty asked me that. Sea I Dog. said Nintendo. No, I know, but specifically anything coming out of these uh, these fields other than like the NX news. Okay, you know what game I'm excited for? I don't know if it's coming this year, though, because there hasn't been a release date. Um yeah. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Detroit Become Human. Ugh. I am really excited for that. I'm sorry. I just all I want is for David Cage to not hurt me for once. I just. Uh. I know. I know a lot of people like don't like all of his games, but I do like his games. So, and I will not be afraid to admit that. Sean. Sean. <laughs> Sean. Sean. I, I, I can't Press criticize David Cage games because I've never played them, but I've also watched some videos of them. They I just, have played all three of them, and I've just hated myself for play, spending the time. They every just, time. They just, Fahrenheit was okay. Like, or I'm sorry, Indigo Courtney. I respect, yeah. I respect your decision to like gave. Jeez, David Cage games. But from what I've seen, oh. That just got vaguely intervention-y for a second. <laughs> hey, Courtney, this is an intervention. You have but terrible why? taste in video games. Get out oh of my God. You're fired. Oh, my God, guys. Which of David Cage's games, or I guess we should probably just refer to the studio, not just the <laughs> author, which of Quantic's games are your favorite? I might say I, I like Beyond Two Souls the most. Oh, Courtney. I'm sorry. That's, um, for my opinion on on Beyond Two Souls, the the best version of the game was the version where you got to play it in chronological order and not the garbage cut that you get. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. Um, but man, I I the story. I liked the story. The enough. story. I mean, I love stuff like that with like supernatural and ghosts and entities man i love that it was such a cool concept it was everything i i want i just felt like i was like watching a movie the whole time really Mm. it didn't really feel much like a video game that's the problem with david cage i'm okay i'm okay with a cinematic experience like that it's just there it clearly wanted to be artistic it clearly wanted to be like this is like Memento, where it's like, do you know what's going on? What's happened? What's going to happen next? What part of her life are you going to see next? And said it was just like three hours down the line, you'd be like, oh, 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 yeah, this is that's what I'm supposed to care yeah, about. Yeah, no, that here. was really confusing. Uh, yeah. I can I can admit that, but oh man, 
this one does look very good. Oh, it, it really it looks so like pretty. It, this one looks very well, well, all of, all of David seen. Cage's games, all of Quantic's games have looked very good. If you deny that during you're the year just they wrong. came out, before they come out, they all look excellent. This one. To me, it looks like the epitome of the thing that Telltale popularized and then didn't really capitalize on, which is the importance of moment-to-moment choices, as okay. opposed to, this is a big choice. It's ev- it, like the um, the dialogue on the roof with the android taking the kid hostage. It looked really cool that literally every single choice you made along that line seemed like it mattered. And it was the first, it's supposed to be the like one of the first things that happens in the game. I just hope that everything else that happens in the game is also good. I just, I don't know, I wasn't impressed with what I saw at E3, but I don't know. Like, it's just not my style of game. Yeah, I, you seem to not like the cinematic style of yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, like, because I can sit down and play a visual novel, which is, you know, basically just... Shout I mean, out to Long Live the Queen, by the way. I best think, visual I, novel I, I, of all time. I still need to play that all the time. The best visual novel is going to be Beast Light when that comes out. Tell me about that. I don't know oh, what geez. that is. Oh, Do oh, jeez. No. It okay. is human on furry. Um, a boy, uh, a, I don't a like BL. it. Yeah. I no, don't it, like it. It's so, it's so stupid. I, it, just, it, <laughs> it makes me wish that I was still doing Otome Madness for this because it looks so terrible. Hey, Duffy. Yeah. How is it always you that hears about these things that no <laughs> one ever hears about? Because my friends harass me on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> like, I... Uh, I, uh, I I logged on to Twitter one day and I'm checking my notifications and my pal uh, Kimba she is like yeah this is something uh, actual furry Megan I'm not a furry <laughs> let me just put it out there um, but so and then all my friends started harassing me about it and I'm just like this looks really stupid oh God just me God thinks the Duffy doth protest too much <laughs> but uh, God Beast Light looks like an experience i'm i'm still saying it would not hurt to bring back otome madness as an occasional feature that, yeah i just i can't do it every week because the semester is gonna yeah. murder me very hard um but i may do a special. thanks for the censorship based on what you said yesterday about this semester oh geez not yesterday whatever yeah oh yeah um <laughs> but uh maybe i'll bring it back just for peace light uh I don't. I don't. Pay I don't. I don't. Through that experience. I, I don't know if I want to pay thirty dollars for that game though, because I know it's going to be thirty dollars, and I don't really want to pay that much just to have to deal with human on furry. What's? You play as a human. No, I I know, but I'm furries. just like no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. It just kind of like came out of it me. Clearly, and like I'm not really sure it out of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I think. Um, there might be like a demon living inside me or something. Same. <laughs> I didn't know that I was with the riders of the Suicide Squad right now. <laughs> oh, normal's just a setting on a dishwasher. Oh my god. See, I really expected a lot more hot topic lines like that out of the movie. Like I expected the movie to be a lot worse. Like, like I have a lot of friends who didn't like it. Like Dalton really doesn't like it. I expected a lot worse, so I was fine with it. It's like with Warcraft. You know, with the Warcraft movie, I expected a couple of things. Expected orcs punching humans, humans punching, punching orcs. orcs. Also, orcs punching orcs. You did mention that. I think actually that had been uh, something that I'd come out with after the movie. I was like, I didn't expect this, <laughs> but I'm really happy I got it. orcs punching punching orcs. Oh god, it was great. Oh, I don't know. My biggest problem with Suicide Squad is that so much of it was clearly editing issues, a clear yeah. lack of like any kind of tone they were clearly trying to set. Like, okay, you've seen it. Yes. Have you seen it? 
No. Lucky you. Okay. I liked it. There it was... is in the final confrontation after the at spoilers for Suicide Squad. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> so, uh, the final confrontation with Enchantress. The whole movie, she's been saying these dumb lines in this creepy voice, and it, it sounds like it was written by a, a someone pretending to be a 17th century poet. Yeah. And then in the last confrontation. You don't have the balls. Yeah. What is that? What is that garbage, yeah. Duffy? Hey, it, I came in with very, very low expectations. I came in with the lowest expectations I've had for a movie. But in a I mean, long time. also, I'm not much on like I don't I don't know much about editing and stuff. I'm not a video person. I am. So I, I think just am a movie person. I'm I'm not though. I don't watch a lot of movies. That's something that I get harassed about frequently. Um, oh yeah, we we need to fix you. <laughs> Um, I just hate sitting down for movies, but, um, you know, I came in with low expectations and I came out with it being a decently fun summer blockbuster. I think a director's cut is going to do it very well because a lot of the problems with it, I think were executive meddling Mm -hmm. because it, it happened too late to fix the problems that people had with Batman versus Superman, which I also enjoyed. Um, the boy floated up in the opening scene. That made me laugh. Yeah, so. I should, it was clearly supposed to be a huge dramatic. We already had a podcast about this. Um. Anyway, <laughs> but is it gone now? It's still on the SoundCloud. Go check out all of us being angry. But um, uh, you know, Batman vs Superman was an enjoyable movie for me. Um, I enjoyed it more after it sat in for a while, and I thought about. Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill's faces a lot. Um, Duffy. I just, oh, they're really handsome, dude. Um, but, um, you know, it, 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 Suicide Squad happened too late in the game to fix the problems people had with BVS. So I think Justice League and Wonder Woman are going to be DC's first, like, hey, these are pretty dang good films. We've said that about every movie along the line. No. We've said that about every no, movie no, along no. the line. No, no, no. BVS got people crapping on it from the beginning no 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 way people were actually excited no, about bbs no from the trailers pe- all i saw from people about the trailers were people like oh this looks elders terrible. react were excited oh yeah yeah they reacted to it they all wanted to see the it. only critiques i remember from the trailers of bvs is that you saw the movie when you saw the trailer yeah i don't know i just saw i saw people weren't very like from from at least where i was seeing it people weren't excited they were like oh this is gonna be bad same with suicide squad was a lot of oh this is gonna be too edgy this is gonna be hot topic which and then it kind of was i mean i expected a little what is this some kind of suicide squad See, i expected more of those normal as a setting on a dishwasher thing so the fact that there was only really one of those lines i mean one's still too many (laughs) <laughs> I'd rather there be none, yeah. but it's better than, like, I thought every single line Harley Quinn was going to say was going to be uh, that type of line. Because mm. I'm sorry. Oh, God, I just can't stand, like, the hype around Harley Quinn. She's she's just, just become the edgy, uh, it's, like, it's like Deadpool, but worse. I wouldn't say worse, except in, like, a specific part of it, because just so much of what I see about Harley Quinn is about, like, romanticizing her and the Joker yeah. and it just makes me want to hurl. 
Or, like, it's either that or people are, like, completely defending her. Like, oh, no, no, she's an innocent angel who's completely devoid of anything wrong because she's a victim. Yeah, she's that's a victim so, of the Joker. That's so flattening such an incredibly complex yeah. character. But, like, like she's she is a victim of the Joker. But she also, if, um, in, um... Batman, not the animated series. Um, it was one of the Batman Beyond movies, uh, uh, Return of the Joker, okay. where she completely took part and enjoyed uh, um, physically and mentally torturing uh, Tim Drake into becoming Joker Jr. Yeah, she's a villain. Yeah, she she's is a, fundamentally a villain. Yeah, That's she is so much she, of her character. Like, I see people trying to be like, oh, no, no, she's a great character. Look at this one comic. She talked about pregnancy with Black Canary. Yeah, that's such a great scene, but that's also just because it humanizes a villain. Yeah, that's exactly. what makes it so powerful, is because a villain is like, oh, this is crossing a line yeah, for me. That's yeah. important. Or like, hey, she kissed uh, Poison Ivy. She's the best person in the world. Like, it's like, she's not a good person. She's a victim, and she has some human relations, mostly well, with other villains. It's worth noting that in a lot of her more recent things, we are starting to see her as less of a villain. Yeah. And a lot of that comes from just the sheer fact that in most of her recent runs, she is away from the Joker. Yeah, because the Joker is mostly the corrupting force. Like, Harley Quinn would not exist without the Joker. And seeing, like, and I think that, like, her straying away from villainy kind of proved that. Mm-hmm. Harley Quinn as a villain exists because of the Joker. Yeah, it's the classic thing. The Joker is not a love interest. The Joker is an origin story. Yeah, so, you know, I see people like, well, I mean, it would be cool if she continued being a villain. And, you know, her entire thing is, hey, I'm the Joker's sidekick. I'm a jester. Harlequin. Clown. You know. End quote. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I don't know. Harley, I, I I just think a lot of Harley Quinn stuff is painful because it's either people continuously mischaracterizing her in two extremes, either oh my god, the Joker and Harley Quinn are like my favorite couple ever. Let's go couple cosplay them, Blech. honey. Or Harley Quinn's a perfect angel who did nothing wrong. Ooh woo ooh woo. I love her so much. Um. Oh, ooh woo, ooh woo. Duffy said ooh woo. Oh, God. Hearing people say ooh woo out loud hurts me. He, seeing it online hurts me. I see people in the year of our Lord 2016. Yeah, but you made me hear it with it. my own ears. You made me hear an emoticon. <laughs> That's what you did to me. <laughs> if I have to see it, you're going to have to hear it. I'm he sorry. said it in Finding Dory. They were like, Becky, ooh woo, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose they did. I want a comic version of that that's literally just the emote instead. (laughs) Just check out the script. (laughs) Can you just vocalize this emoticon? Thank you. Oh, my God. I... So much Harley Quinn talk. Oh, jeez, yeah. Duffy has strong feelings. I have strong strong opinions about, like, everything. I'm a ranty human being, and I've been given a stage to rant, and I don't think that's a very successful uh, uh, combination. Well, then I'm going to cut you off (laughs) and finish the circle. What I've been really excited about coming out of these um, Gamescom, E3, and all that kind of stuff is, as always, Destiny, because they own me and my soul. I just finished my Moments of Triumph last night, and I'm so ready for year three to come around and just see what's happening there. And then just... I'm interested to see what's happening 
after No Man's Sky has happened to games culture, mm-hmm. I'm so excited to see if people just back off on hype culture. No, it's no. never going to happen. People are idiots. You don't think hype culture literally ruined this game for some people? Yes. That, but I'm also, gonna say, just to say, that doesn't mean the game in a vacuum would have been good. The game in a vacuum was mediocre, made bad by all the promises made by Murray. But then the hype made it so people expected the second coming in the form of a CD, and it just didn't happen. To be fair, I think a lot of problems with No Man's Sky also just because of all the huge developmental problems they had in the process of making the game. Like, I well, think they got that comes s- from the fact that they made such high promises as a 10-man development yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's like... Multiplayer. <laughs> but, yeah. see, I, I haven't played the game, but it's like, that's a problem, but also, like, I think their office flooded, they got sued. Man, that is every uh, that is everyone's excuse when there's like, oh, there was a server fire, oh, the... Why do so many indie teams flood? <laughs> Because that happened with the team that made, um, I think it's the Molasses Flood. I think they had what? a flood in their office. Molasses Flood? Yeah. What? Um, Wait, what? Duffy's taking that literally. <laughs> yeah, I am. No, that, it's, that development team's name is based on a real event. Yeah, yeah that, that's why I was confused. Like, didn't that happen, like, historically? In yeah, the and they're playhouse? based in that city, but I, I think it's Chicago. can't remember. But regardless, they hadn't. I'm pretty sure they had an actual flood. But it's just, I hear about an indie development team's <laughs> office flooding about once a month. Hey, you know, they just have terrible pipelines, and both hey, developmentally, they don't, and... and it's just their excuse for when they're like putting out a bad game and they promise it'd but, be good. It's like, oh, it was the so, flood's fault. But I, but I mean, can't help Mother Nature. It, it is the dev team's fault, but there are some external things that didn't help at all. I mean, no, but then when those issues come up, people like Sean Murray could shut up and stop lying up until the release of the game. Yeah. Like, up until the last month after the game had gone gold, barring the Day Zero update. Like, after the game had gone gold, he was still saying stuff about multiplayer. He was still saying stuff about people could see your character. He was still saying stuff about dynamic ecosystems. Uh, See, because I haven't played No Man's Sky. I don't, I, uh, I just haven't bought it because I'm lazy. And I also just you, don't, you don't have it. Do you don't have the console? Do you? Oh, I have PC. a PC. Okay. I, have, I don't have an Xbox, but I do have a PC. It's Wait, not on Xbox. Or PS4. I want a PS4 at some point, though. Um, but I don't know. For a more extended um, list of Sean Murray telling people things that don't exist, anyone can go check out the latest Jimquisition. It's a really good episode. It's all about basically how... It's basically just about, like, tearing down, like, the distinction between it was all Sony's fault and it was all Hello Games' fault. Yeah. And hype culture. Yeah, and hype, hype culture, culture needs to die. I just, fundamentally, I don't get, I'll get it in a series. I don't get people who see a new IP and stake themselves in it. Yeah. Like, it's such a... Like, people take stuff so personally and something they've never... Yeah. They had no part in the development on. They haven't played yet. Yeah. I actually... I'm seeing that right now. Um, a book in a series I enjoy, Thrown a Glass by Sarah J. Mass. Uh, one of the latest books is coming out in, you know, two weeks. September 9th, I think. It's already getting backlash and the author is getting death threats because... Um, people were really hyped for the book and some of it got leaked early. Like, some bookstores were just selling it early. Um, and 
the thing the thing about Throne of Glass is the main character has been with a lot of guys throughout it. Like she just kind of see like she hooks up with some guys a lot. And so there's a lot of very intense shippers. Yeah. Um shippers are scary. Shippers are the worst. And like people are sending the sending the author death threats because one of their characters who they ship uh, the main girl Aelin with uh, or Sibylina depending on which book you're in um, yeah, he's sorry is uh, is uh, not in the book very much yeah. and P- and then also a character gets with another character who there have been you know implied relationship stuff with and, and like you know the best way to get an author or any content creator to do what you want as a fan is yeah. to threaten their life. Yeah, like I I haven't read the spoilers yet and I haven't seen this stuff, but people are getting upset calling her queer baiting because they didn't make their ship canon. Like cuz there's a very popular ship of two of the male characters and like it's never like it's it's kind of always been a crack ship mm-hmm. because there's never really been anything hinted in canon about like them ever getting together and like they've both been with women the same woman. Um but, um, and, like, they, they both get together with female characters or something in the book, and it's, like, people are now upset over this. And it's, like, you've read out-of-context spoilers, and now you're sending the author death threats. Like, that's, like, the epitome of why, hi- like, hype culture and, like, online culture, call-out culture and stuff is just, oh, it's toxic garbage. I just, the thing that I see most in, like, this generation of media, like, I would say like second or third generation internet media is you see people trying to claim ownership of something that they merely receive. Yeah. And I don't, I don't feel like that's really happened as much until like these recent, like five, six years is viewers acting like they own the art as much as the artist. 2012 is when I saw a big turning point. 20, like, if I can pinpoint a time when st- the internet started heading for the worst, it was 2012. Pretty I don't sure. know if that's just because I'm I got sure to... the internet was always headed for the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, but it's like, the, I got guess, like, there. in terms of this current culture, mm-hmm. that's when I kind of saw a definitive turning point towards, hey, it's starting to be like this, like, that's whenever, like, the seeds of this, like, vitriolic call out like harassment culture of like hey i want this ship to be canon but it's not canon so you are a problematic uh person providing microaggressions against me because you didn't make lapidot canon or amidot canon that's why lauren zook got harassed off of twitter was because which you gotta absolutely love people harassing a queer woman for queer baiting yeah like she's a lesbian woman and they're like what you're queer baiting no 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 I just, God, teenagers, vitriolic teenagers on the internet make me want to cry. Do it. Ugh. Cry <laughs> right <laughs> now. I don't know. I can't even begin to imagine what kind of thing was happening in the internet that allowed that kind of culture to start. Because, like, there are things that, like, um, let's see, what was it recently? The 100, where it legitimately was the, like, consistently the kill your gays show. And it's, like, stuff like that you absolutely have an argument about. But then it's just, like, people are like, well, okay, I've made my argument here. I need to go be angry angry somewhere yeah. else now. Yeah, or they, they just, like, they... 
They can't accept that nobody is perfect. So as soon as somebody makes a mistake, they latch on to that. I mean, it's the pulling receipts culture. It's really weird where it's just like, I'm seeing people who are like 16, 17 years old pulling receipts from four years prior on someone else. And it's just like, you do realize you were 13 and you were probably use then you were probably throwing slurs around yourself at that age yeah. like what are what are you doing who yeah or like like they uh, an argument i've seen lately as like i don't like this person um is that person's a pedophile i saw that thrown at kylie hanky uh i'm not sure if you're familiar with her CJ's i'm not face. i'm not familiar with this trend what's oh, happening geez. here oh i have seen this a lot um, basically, it, you, like, so if an author, if a, if somebody online starts, like, shipping characters together, usually, like, I think, I think this happened because Kylie Hankey shipped Frisk and Asriel from, uh, Undertale. Um, also, it happens a lot with the Osmatsu-san fandom. I don't know why, but people, ugh, 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 I could speak a lot about Osmatsu. Triple ug right there. Yeah, um, but, but, um... She so people started calling her a pedophile despite her never. She doesn't draw not safe for work art. She doesn't really do anything with like young characters and old characters, and she's never done anything weird. But it's just like the internet hate machine man. It just got started rolling on her. They people are calling her a pedophile. I've seen that a lot with just a ton of artists, and it's just like, like I don't like you has now turned into you're a pedophile. Go die. I hope you go kill yourself right now. So, like, I'm not going to say that that doesn't happen, but it is apparently very easy to stay out of the parts of the internet where it does. But holy crap. Like, I've literally never heard of that culture happening. I mean, I've seen it happen with my friends because I have some friends who are in the Osamatsu fandom. And if you want talk successful garbage. I don't. Good. Then stay. Because that fandom is a lot of toxic garbage. Um like it's you downgraded just, there. Yeah, and it like, stepped away from cesspool. Cesspool and like the love live fandom. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Another triple. Ugh. It's it's just uh, bad. Duffy, you need the words here. I, I, I I'm trying to find words to say that I can say on this podcast. Because there's a lot of very strong words that I could say. Please don't. And I will not say them. So, the internet's a cesspool, and it makes you want to die. <laughs> I think that's Duffy, that. creative director of an all-online <laughs> magazine. The internet is a cesspool. And it Full makes stop. you want to die. No, and it makes you want to die. You can't end the, end the sentence without that. I can, and, and I will. Well, it's then you're misquoting okay, me. So, it's CJ, not. don't you know, since you misquoted me, you're actually an oppressor. You are a pedophile because you misquoted me. I know you're joking. I'm so uncomfortable that there is now audio files of someone calling me a pedophile. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the internet 2016. Hey, um, (laughs) so that seems like our time because I have no idea how to turn anything back into any other conversation except this one anymore. This is bite. This is button mash. Thank you all for coming out. With me, I have... Courtney Tuckman, the editor-in-chief. Boss. Megan Duffy, the creative director. Oh, I promise I'll stop.
And CJ Streetman, managing editor. We're excited to be here for another year with you guys, and we can't wait for you to see a functional website. Oh, that's going to be so great.